0: Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we will get football picks from Chuck Todd and Reginald the Monkey, and we will talk to Peter King to get his thoughts on the playoffs so far. But first, alas, commerce.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
2: Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Previously on the Tony Kornhazer Show. I don't want to hear that defense wins playoff games. No, that's not what happened. Offense won playoff games. Don't want to hear it. The playoff game in the cold in Kansas City, Taylor Swift won that game. And that's what happened in that game.
1: The jacket won the game. Oh,
0: yeah. Taylor Swift is is the biggest draw the NFL has ever had. So you hope this romance lasts a little bit longer. At least gets Andy you will. through the draft. Yeah, yeah, that would be great if, if it goes through the draft. In fact, if she had the first pick, <laughs> with the first pick of the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected. It's Taylor Swift. How great would that be? This is General George Washington, and you're listening to the Tony Kornheiser show. So, we didn't do a show yesterday. So, we're doing the show today. So, we missed like we were 24 hours late on Buffalo winning and Tampa Bay winning. And Tampa Bay winning is not nearly as big a deal as Philadelphia losing. Um, Shots you know, of hurts on the bench. Yeah, just sort of sitting there, taking it all in. And then Jason Kelsey announcing, or not announcing, but apparently telling everybody in the locker room that this is it—he's done, he's out of here. There's real problem with Philadelphia. Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl last year. Philadelphia started out ten and one this year. I thought Jalen Hurts was the MVP of the league last year. And I thought at ten and one, he was the MVP of the league this year. Yeah, look to the one score losses. Yeah, it, it's just he's not. No, there's something bad there. Yeah, something feels doesn't broken. Work at all, and Buffalo. Buffalo won. You know, Buffalo beat a Pittsburgh team that honestly isn't very good. They don't have a quarterback. You got to have a quarterback, and they don't have one. And
4: but wasn't the most thrilling part of that game was to see
0: if uh, Josh Allen would get past eight and a half rushing attempts. Carville was four and zero going into that game. He bet that that uh, Josh Allen would rush the ball nine times at least. Yeah, Josh Allen early in the fourth quarter had eight <laughs> and didn't go again.
3: No. And he didn't go again. No. It's
0: the only thing Carville lost. Carville was four and one. No human had a winning week <laughs> last week. Carville had a winning week. Yeah. Carville was four and one. So um, I get this. Oh, the other thing that happened that was so delightful for me uh, the Washington Wizards lost at home to Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> had could, a chance to win back to back games, right? <laughs> Detroit could be, by the end of this year, it may turn out that Detroit is the worst team in the history of the NBA of all time. The worst in terms of the amount of wins in a season. And they came to Washington and beat Washington without their best player, Cade Cunningham without their best player. Now, the two teams, these two teams that are awful had made a trade a couple of days before and the Wizards got um, Marvin Bagley III, who's been a tremendous disappointment on two teams after being the number two overall pick and they traded away Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari hasn't played in a while and Moscala is lovely. I think he went to Bucknell. I'm always happy when people from Bucknell make the league, but he's, you know, he's a journeyman. Yeah. Well, anyway, none of those people played, even though they were all in the same building. None of those people played pending physicals. And so do they, a
1: jersey swap,
0: so they didn't play. <laughs> and and the fact is that Detroit won by twelve. They hadn't won a road game since October, and they won by twelve. They beat the Wizards. Stink, okay. <laughs> um, and and it, I'm annoyed at this. I told you that I believe what is happening with the Wizards, and by their owner moving that team is villainy. I'm not backing off that word. What I really don't like, and I don't know how anybody can like this, they've announced they want to move. Ted Leontes has said, we're leaving. We're out of here. You guys, who cares what you do? We're going across the street. We're going to Virginia. And yet, the Wizards still wear uniforms that say the district on them. Mm -hmm. The league should say to the owner, no, can't wear those. No, uh uh-uh, you want to move, can't wear those. Their logo is the Washington Monument. The league should say to the owner, no, no, no. You've announced you want to move. Now put the picture of Virginia in there. Put a picture of Glenn Yunkin in there. <laughs> no, fine. But do something. To make the, what has Virginia done for you? Virginia is for lovers. Put that on the jerseys. But they shouldn't. Am I wrong on this?
1: I you're hitting this a little bit too hard, but just don't go to the games. I think that's what most district residents are saying. We're not going to support this team right now. They don't sell out. I don't know, clue. I haven't gone to a Wizards game I in over a I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I don't think I've gone going... to a Wizards game since John Wall taught me how to dougie when <laughs> they had you standing up until the Wizards made their first points, and it took well into the first quarter. I think it came on the line.
0: Um, <laughs> do we have an attendance figure, Detroit at Wizards? The yes, other so let me pull that up. All right, so I have one other thing to. T- I have two other things to talk about. I got a note from Remnick the other day, and Remnick said how much he loved me talking about my fleece lined pants and wanted me to spend an hour on it i am wearing for those of you looking at news channel 8 i'm Should wearing be shouts my, and murmurs i'm wearing my fleece lined pants right now um, they're hideous and they have those pockets i really don't like they have blue jeans pockets mm, like i like the pocket. Poc- i like the other pocket i like the pocket that goes down the side mm-hmm. not the scoop pocket right a more functional pocket yeah, yeah. something you can actually put your hand in and if you're walking the dog, take out a cookie for the dog. Yeah. You know. What are your thoughts on the fact that the pants are two to three sizes too large for you? I may have made a mistake. <laughs> it's conceivable I made a mistake. Um,
4: you did get $10 back,
1: though. I didn't
0: try them on. Uh, but, you know, I'm going back out there. I and mean, we'll see what happens. I may just say, look, they're, you know, can we exchange these? Because I kept the receipt. Kept the receipt. They've only been lightly worn yeah, through the I mean, ice and snow. They didn't touch the ice or snow, though. Just the road salt. You know, some of the road salt The salt, yeah. Anyway, so Remnick wanted me to just talk at length about those. And, you know, and he said, you're a man of means. Why don't you get somebody to walk your dog so you don't have to go out and walk your dog? I commune with my dog in the, yeah, in the outside. It's a special time. Very cold this morning. Maybe the dog could have helped you with your zipper. I'm going to get to that <laughs> right now. First of all, let's what? establish the temperature. What did it say in your car? 14. What did it say in your car? 16, but it was going down. I have a short commute. <laughs> okay. I thought it was 13 in my house. I thought it was 13. But in any case... do you leave a window open? No, in any case, it's... Well, you know, Steve Rose wanted me to make sure the water was running, but the water is still running. In any case, it's in the teens, the low teens, as far as I'm concerned, and not the royal teens, who were a rock and roll group in the late 1950s. Um, and I thought that today was the day to go beyond the Lilyhammer jacket, to go to the carbon jacket that four or five years ago, somebody in Canada, I thought from TSN in Canada, sent me the carbon jacket, which is the warmest jacket in the history of the planet. But I have a problem with that jacket. And the problem is it zips on the British side. It zips on the other side. Yeah, we, we This didn't. is very awkward for me.
4: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: And I put on my glasses, and I put the zipper into the holder, and I couldn't get it to work. It would zip up a little bit, but it wouldn't be on the track. So it was as open at the bottom of the zipper. You could get the top
1: zipper to move, but not the actual closure. No,
0: that's exactly right. And I did this three or four times, and then I asked, for Michael's help. Why don't you explain? It?
1: So I, what I what I believe is happening is that the coat hits mid thigh and it's the leaning over that's making it hard for you to get the zipper fully into its seat. And then when you try and rip it up again, be, uh, zip it up because you are leaning over, you pull it off the bottom thread. Right. Uh, so this was sort of me fast-forwarding. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to you as you get older, but also thinking about trying to teach kids how they how to how tie to shoes. Yes. And to see the frustration on your face as you just take the coat off and throw it on the
0: <laughs> table. <laughs> yes, I and was And then walk upset. outside in the snow. Without a coat. <laughs> that was very upsetting to me because I tried a lot this morning and I couldn't do it. And I had to stop and put on the lily hammer jacket. It was just fine because it's not windy this morning. That's not windy. So it was just fine, but I'd like to be able to use the carbon coat. So I'm thinking about this, Michael. Maybe I should just have you put the zipper in so it works and then put the put the coat on over my head and take it off over my head time and again. So I,
1: I'm sort of imagining what they do at preschool just called the flip trick, where we put the coat on the ground and then you put your arms in and <laughs>
0: flip it over your head. I just don't know what to do
1: because I want to wear the coat. I think you should just take it to a dry cleaner and see if you can
0: realign the zipper so that it fits into what you normally do i didn't realize until i got the coat that canada goes backwards that canada is still being once a you, british once colony, you do it once. Goes backwards <laughs> i did it once t- last year I, I've, I've done it in single digits i've done it i just i've reached that point in my life i'm too old i have no dexterity now and I I got very angry. So I, I wasted like 20 minutes trying to, to I honestly, saw a good five
1: minutes, and you know, that, that was when the sun was already up.
0: I just Yeah, it just was ridiculous.
4: Jessie just sitting there not helping at all?
0: No, she doesn't help. She wants to go out, and I understand that. I appreciate that. You know what the, the thing with snow? We had five inches of snow. Yeah. Um, and we're getting two or three more on Friday? Yeah,
1: looks like it. More it's than a, that even? No, one to three. It's a good timing, though. It's overnight.
0: Yeah. Shout out to DC for treating our roads. Well, I mean, there's still some black eyes. I'm wearing, you know, the shoes that I wear are those um, special shoes with the crampons. But you know what I've noticed with the dog? I don't want to get too specific here, but the dog can't find a place to pee. Mm -hmm. Because the smells are, because everything's covered with snow and ice. Everything's different, sure. And all of our familiar places don't work so she doesn't pee that much yeah it looks the same but smells different yeah i don't you know i'm i'm worried about her but other people have told me don't be an idiot the dog (laughs) is gonna do what the dog has to do i think the dog will be okay don't be an idiot yeah so
4: i've got the attendance uh, numbers from the other night
0: did they sell out
4: uh is fifteen thousand one hundred fifty six a sellout i don't know i think it's close uh well they're averaging just around hold on i had the i had the league up here. yeah they're they're Third from the bottom, they're averaging 16,498. Oh, okay, so they were down the over
0: 1,000. Yeah, yeah. And third from the bottom. Yeah, why would people want to see them?
4: No, they wouldn't. They're terrible. No, they wouldn't at all. And they're not far up. The Hornets are, you know, just a few hundred below them, so the and Wizards. they're terrible too, Right, I am yeah, zoom in on
1: those numbers and see what was it for the first six, six weeks of the
0: season before the news broke. Yeah, I, they don't have those numbers for me that I can, that I can find quickly. No, we'll get them. It's, we'll talk about it at some other point. In the interim, let me just say that we will we will come back with Chuck Todd and Reginald the Monkey. Yes? Yes. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
3: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Ses Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach
1: Carter, and he said, oh, <laughs> afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep.
4: The <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you
1: get your podcasts. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network,
0: This is Virginia Coalition. They've played on the song, on the show before. Yes. Steve from Virginia Coalition writes Happy New Year from Virginia Coalition. As a reminder, last year we were given the title of unofficial Oort Cloud Rock Band of the Tony Cornizer Show, so I thought I'd send over this track titled Meteor. We were recently asked to play it in Chapel Hill for a young couple getting married, and during the song I heard a loud and clear cheesery, but later was unable to identify the source. Always appreciative of the support you guys give local bands. We also attached our rendition of Reginald the Monkey theme in an attempt to lift Reginald's spirits. He's done very well. You don't have to worry about that. Please know we aren't pushing for a play on the show, but we thought like to know that the monkey has heard it and knows he's in our thoughts as this tough season closes out this week. He's actually, and we're bringing in Chuck Todd, he's actually close to Mount 500 now. Um, this, uh, Chuck Todd's picks and the monkey's picks are brought to you by FanDuel. Make the moment more. Chuck had a tough week. Chuck was two and four last week. He's still plus seven. He's 77, 60, and three. So you're going to make money all the way through the Super Bowl. You. If you bet with him already, you're going to make money all the way through the Super Bowl. Um, but be- can I just get to something beforehand? Can I tap yeah. your, your wider knowledge of, of the country and politics? Could yes. just ask you this one thing? Um, mm-hmm. who, was, who was the w- – obviously Donald Trump was the winner in the mm-hmm. most recent primaries in Iowa, he was the winner. But who, did anybody else win? I mean, the fact that Nikki Haley finished third, does that sink her? Yeah. The fact that DeSantis finished second, does that help him?
5: No. I mean, I guess the it, it could have been worse for DeSantis. That's about the—that's uh, about—but this w- went as well as you could have for Trump because right. his fear was Haley getting second, DeSantis dropping out, and then you'd see this one-on-one, and so now— You've got DeSantis, who's decided to see if he can wait out Haley. She's going to try to win New Hampshire on her own. But this thing may be over next Tuesday.
0: And I mean, by over, it, you mean it, that Donald Trump will I just mean, declare?
5: Donald Trump wins New Hampshire. There's no other place left where he can lose. Right. New Hampshire is essentially the, the most vulnerable primary state there is for him that's competitive, that would be. Of relevance, so it, it's one of those. If you can't beat him there, where are you going to beat him? Okay, so, so what are the and, polls and, and so, saying?
0: Yeah, or, or is he ahead? Uh, he's ahead, but under fifty. Okay,
5: um, but a lot of the polling in New Hampshire is always a little tricky because independents can choose to participate. In and New Hampshire's oh. got a ton of independents. Right, they're very hard to poll. Yeah, the, if the half the primary electorate's independent, Haley can win. If it's 60-40 Republican to Independent, she won't, right? You know, so it really the makeup of who shows up to vote, of 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 Republicans versus the Independents, is is the whole ballgame. Process. Okay. And so that's that's what we're staring at.
0: Okay, that's what I wanted I to this, know. You know. now let's get yeah, back to the like real world.
5: When you get to, <laughs> she gets to play another week. But we are in, I call it the Ricky Bobby period. Uh, if You Ain't First, You're Last.
0: Oh, okay. Right. That's such a wonderful movie. All right. It is. Let's get to the real world of betting and, and sports, which is really what I yeah. care about. The lines have shifted. Every single line has shifted a little bit overnight. We're going to start with Houston at Baltimore. This has gone down one and a half. Houston at one point was, what were they getting? Now they're getting seven and a half. Yeah, I think they were getting nine to begin with. They were getting nine to begin with. Now that indicates that people watched... C.J. Stroud, and they watched D'Amico Ryans, and they watched Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator who had people running free all game long against Cleveland, and they think, hmm, maybe Houston is pretty good. Plus, they may also think, you know what? I mean, Baltimore's been off for a while. Lamar Jackson has not been good in playoff football, and we just saw that with Dak Prescott, who had not been good in playoff football, and now they're thinking, huh, Maybe, maybe let's get on Houston. Am I correct in this assumption? I, I think you are, but I, I have to say I'm a bit, you know, yes. I mean,
5: that's, you're, you've painted why a, a, somebody who thinks Houston is going to continue to overperform. My skepticism is that, you know, Houston, you know, Stroud won at home. Yeah. Now he's got to go on the road. Yeah. In his first playoff road game, they're a dome team. Um, how, you enjoying walking the dog right now?
0: Uh, was tough this morning. Pretty cold.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I know. I I, you know. So this is a dome team going to play outside, in weather that Baltimore seems to almost thrive in when it's playoff time for them. So yeah, I, I uh, look. We had three like big up in some ways three big upsets right. But I look at them as Mayfield and Stroud won at home. Love one on the road, like that one feels more yep. relevant to me than the other two. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy. The Baltimore number's dropping. Give me the Ravens.
0: Yeah. If by the way, if you like Baltimore and the number drops, you're mm-hmm. happier every single moment this happens. And I would point out, Baltimore killed people late. They were the they're the, at the moment they're the best team in the NFL at the moment. So okay, we move to Green Bay. What you said about Jordan Love having another really great game. He's had. I don't know, eight great games in a row. This has gone down a half. It was Green Bay plus eight and a half at San Francisco. Now it's Green Bay plus eight. And if I said that about Baltimore being the best team, San Francisco mm-hmm. is the second best team at the moment. Um, does, the, does the balloon burst on Green Bay at San Francisco?
5: Well, I, I mean, it, it, it is the thing that you should be nervous about, at least I am as a Packer fan, is that we run the Niners offense. Packer, you know, so yeah, is, same. there's no mystery. This is the yeah. same, right, this is the, and they seem to have, you know, one more player that they need at every offensive position, right? That's the thing with them, right? They just seem like, they don't just have one great receiver, they got two. They don't have just one, you know,
1: yeah.
5: and, and so, um, and you just assume that, like, you know, the student and the master, right, Shanahan and the floor. So that has me a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, I think it's too many points. I think Green Bay has proved that they are ones, you know, it's going to be a one-score game in the fourth quarter, uh, and, let's, and, and let's see what happens. And I think the Love love doing what he did on the road. Right. Versus Against I, Dallas. I just think that that was a more sort of important playoff of, of all these quarterbacks that did well, the more important playoff development. So give me give me Love in the points.
0: Okay. You get eight. You would have had eight and a half yesterday. By T- the way, the yeah.
5: uh, teaser possibilities now going to be a lot of people, now that this number dropped below nine in, in, uh, in both games, both the Baltimore and San Francisco, you're going to have a ton of people doing the six-point teaser because you can drop it below a field goal. Yeah. You can drop it, you know, both yeah.
0: of
4: them. Um,
5: anyway,
0: go ahead. Tampa Bay, a big win over a team that has cratered, simply cratered. There's something really wrong there, and just firing a coach or trading a quarterback is not going to solve that. It's really systemic there. Tampa Bay is getting seven. They're up a half a point from last night at Detroit. Detroit, I, I don't want to overstate this, but Detroit held the Rams. All. I mean, Detroit played well. The Rams played well. That was a good game. That was the closest game of the weekend. I don't know if Detroit's done because, you know, they finally won a game and they can exhale. But they, it's a it's a better draw to get Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a weaker team. Who do you like?
5: Are you starting to, you know? Is it possible that everything is sort of going Detroit's way?
0: It's possible, right? yeah, you know.
5: Yes. I know it, Simmons brought up the uh, he goes, hey, Michigan won a national title. Is this just the the month of Michigan? Hmm. You know, type of type of fun little narrative. Um, I, I just I, I I just think Tampa Bay doesn't belong, right? I feel like that they've 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 gone as far as they can go in Detroit, you know, this game could be a shootout, right? If they don't touch Baker Mayfield, you know, if they can't lay a hand on him, this game could be very high scoring and pretty entertaining. But I I I feel like Detroit caught a break at home and and if the Packers pull the upset, could Detroit Detroit Green Bay for the NFC title in Detroit? I mean, already the Dallas upset allowed Detroit to get one more home game. Yes. So, um yeah, I, I like betting the narrative here, the line.
0: Do you know that uh, Baker Mayfield this year won more games as quarterback of Tampa Bay than Tom Brady won last year? <laughs> I'm not go. comparing All- them. I mean, but, that's,
5: that's part of his Hall of Fame resume now. Yeah, Baker Mayfield yeah. has
0: had a very good year. Wilbon Bond hates
5: Does he Mayfield. get his insurance? Does he, do he? So what happened? Do they, like, Run the old ads. I guess they were when he was in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Like, is he's he been now in, marketable again?
0: He's been and in he 15 teams game. since then. He'd, he'd be marketable if he won this one. I, I think it disappears if they lose this. I really do. I think it
5: disappears. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Two, two playoff wins in Tampa yeah. means he'll be the, the long-term quarterback. One, it could still go right. away quickly. Yeah.
0: Here's the best game of the weekend as it shapes up. Kansas City at Buffalo amazingly, this will be Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game in his career, and he's got two Super Bowl rings. Buffalo has now won six games in a row, though I would point out they have not won, they've won one of those six games by more than two touchdowns, so they haven't been awesome yet. Kansas City is not going to be affected by bad weather in Buffalo. Now look what they went through last week, so that's, that's, the weather thing is off the table, but Buffalo's won six in a row, um, and Josh Allen looked great. He yeah. looked great. He didn't turn it over. First time in, I don't know, 15 years. If you like Kansas City, I think you're getting a lot of points, three and a half. I do. Yeah, I do I'm, I'm surprised by that. Who do you like?
5: And I, I, I don't know about you, but if you only could make, if you had to put your your uh, retirement right. in, uh, on one bet, would you bet it? On the Bills against the Chiefs? No. Under any circumstance? Right? I, like, I would
0: not. That's me. I
5: wouldn't either. I, I, I want, Buff- I, I, I get the love for Buffalo. It does feel like they're a little more in sync than the Chiefs. All of those things are true. And you're like, this is just one of those games you, let's say you bet Buffalo, you'd sit there and go, I can't believe I bet against Patrick Mahomes.
0: Well, but it is, right. the, it is a road game and it is his first playoff road game. That's amazing, by the Isn't way. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's
5: actually astonishing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but there's something about the Bills. It feels like the Chiefs always in their season, right, in some form or another. Yes. That, 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 that is their roadblock. And so, anyway, I just, especially at three and a half now, I mean, you know, it, it, the Chiefs bet looks even better. But I, I just, I'm not going to bet against Mahomes.
0: Yeah. So, uh, with the Bills and the that point. went up it was two and a half the other day now it's another point that's another point I I don't understand how these things work yeah I I, I get it Patrick Mahomes there's nobody in the world honestly who doesn't think he's the best quarterback in football there's a nobody nobody and you're nobody. giving him three and a half points in a cold weather site and he's used to cold weather but yeah. it's the, the thing is it's, the, it's on the road Buffalo's won six in a row but they haven't, you the know. Way, no, not a wow, out. right?
5: How devoted is Taylor? Is she gonna go to Buffalo? No, I mean it's one thing to go to the home game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And it's another thing to go to the to go to uh, MetLife. That's New York City.
0: Yeah, Buffalo. but Buffalo, Let's Orchard Park.
5: We're gonna find out. Well, if she's a real fan.
0: Yeah, Orchard Park, New York. When we did yeah. Monday Night Football, we stayed in a Marriott out of town. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to knock Marriott's. Marriott's are fine, but we stayed in four seasons everywhere else. They don't have hey, them. Hey, they don't have two you know, seasons in Buffalo. They don't have that.
3: you, you, you <laughs>
5: probably got to go to Toronto, don't you? Yeah. You're better off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, Buffalo's right. lovely, though.
0: They start drinking. You know, a lot of people start drinking day of or even day before. They started in September. <laughs> they, they started in I, September. I,
5: I, I, believe, I believe they're, uh, you know, when they um, – if you ever look at all these, you can go on YouTube and just see, like, videos from Buffalo Tailgate. You kind of have to, they're, they're all like TVMA. You know, it's yeah. all a little bit, uh, a little bit for uh, adult eyes only.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Again, you're going to win 77-60-3. You've had a great year. Thank you, Chuck. Talk to you next yeah, week. Let's. You got it. Bye. If we gave you Chuck Todd, that would be more than enough, because Chuck Todd is great. But we also give you a monkey.
3: See the monkey. Scrit, scrit, scratching Watching his iPad, smoking and laughing Hanging out with Bud Grant Tap, tap, tapping on his purple attaché Nigel's going to the zoo, zoo, zoo Reggie has got the fikes by it too Sometimes he throws his poo-poo he's had too much
0: Johnny Walker blue. Let's hear it for Virginia coalition. <laughs> right. How great is How that? How about that? That was How great. Is that? That
4: was spectacular. Now, yes.
0: Ni- uh, Nigel Reginald had a good week again. He's two and one. He's 26, 29 and two. If he wins out, He's at 500. Mount 500 is in his uh, sight. He can do it. He's yes. over 500. He yeah. can only afford to lose one more game. That's all he's got. Or maybe he can't even. Yeah, he can. He can afford to lose one more game, right? Yeah,
4: and we'll see how and, he does. But I don't
0: know how many games you, he's picking.
4: He's going to pick all of them. Oh, He's going to pick all God. of them. Yeah, uh, he's going all in. Now, when I went down to the National Zoo, very frenzied atmosphere. As you know, um, he got that big contract from the city to help with snow removal through his company, Plow Chimp. So he Why was uh, yeah, so he was getting yeah. ready for additional snow possibly on Friday. It's Mr. Plough. Yeah, Well, that's his big competitor, <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, you'd be interested to know he runs this company with the socialite and former Nats Reliever Joey Ayschen. So yeah. it's a good management team they yes. have in there.
0: Uh, the first game we have him was uh, the Texans by the way, speaking of Joey Ayshon, <laughs> did you see that the Beltway Mitterrand has been brought back to the team as like a mental consultant? Really? Pitching yes. coach. Yeah. Consult, yeah. He's going to sit in the locker room saying,
4: losing is a disease.
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> fantastic.
4: Okay. Uh, so the first match... He doesn't want to leave, lose the golf cart. <laughs> right. Uh, the first match we gave him was uh, the Texans getting seven and a half at the Ravens. And Reginald showed me a, a photograph of him doing go-kart racing with Warren Moon, Dan Pastorini, and Ray Childress. Tells me he likes Houston. the Texans. Yeah. He's going with the Texans. Yeah. Uh, remembering as well that CJ Trout, while well, he plays in a, in a dome now... Did play at the Ohio State University, so he's not unfamiliar. For,
0: yeah, that's right. He yeah. knows War. Yes.
4: Now, the next one we gave was San Francisco at home, giving eight to the Packers. This was an old photo of Reginald on the set of the streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden and Michael Douglas. By the way, that is a Quinn Martin production, for those who are curious. He's going to San Francisco. Going to take San Francisco with that. Next one was Tampa Bay on the road, getting six and a half. And this was a, a lovely photograph. But I think they're getting f- seven now. Oh, getting seven. I'm sorry. They're getting seven uh, with uh, he's showing playing dots with Mike Allstart, Bruce Arians and Warwick Dunn tells me he Tampa likes Bay. Tampa Bay. And the final one with the bills giving three and a half at home to Kansas city, Reginald at a pool party with Marv Levy, Andre Reed and Steve
0: Tasker. So he's going directly opposite of Chuck. Tuck. Yes. Well, wow, that's great. Good for him. We'll see what happens. Um, The Picks by Reginald, the Picks by Chuck Todd, brought to you by FanDuel. Make the moment more. We will come back with Peter King. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Matthew Schell writes us Happy New Year. How have you been? I hope you and your loved ones are well. Please consider my new Smooth Jazz Jam with Kenny McNeil, Cord Martin on sax, and Sammy Turinen on guitar titled Midnight Hour for your show just dropped this Friday. It's getting a lot of buzz, even getting a huge Spotify playlist. That's very, very nice. It's lovely. It's, when I see Midnight Hour, of course, I think of Wilson Pickett. Yes. And then I think of, um, what's that Irish movie that I like so much? Oh, The Commitments. Commitments. So I think <laughs> of that. Brilliant movie. I don't think of something quite like this, but this is lovely. And my thanks to Matthew Shell for sending it to us. Michael, if people like Matthew Shell and Kenny McNeil want to send their original music to this show that you can hear at the end of the show in its entirety, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. My old friend Peter King joins us now. We are part of the Newsday Alumni Society. (laughs) Best writers in the world worked at Newsday at one point or another. Um, You have fond memories of Newsday? I do. But it's, it's so long ago that I'm probably distorting them in my mind.
2: No, I have a lot of good memories of it. I had a great sports editor named Dick Sandler, Mm -hmm. uh, who was terrific. The guys on that staff were great. Um, I remember covering the Olympics in Seoul and uh, volunteering because I really thought it would be fun, and it was fun. Uh, That was during the Ben Johnson Steroid Olympics, and I covered that story heavily. So, yeah, I have a lot of fond memories of it. It was a great place to work.
0: My dear, dear friend Steve Jacobson worked there for a million years. Steve Jacobson, Joe Gergen, others like that. All right, let me get – I know that a lot of people will start by wondering about the Cowboys, but that's because the Cowboys are a very glamorous team, and Jerry Jones is a glamorous owner, and as Wilbon says repeatedly, they are an overstated team. If I had to review the season, I would say, what in God's name happened to the Eagles? What happened to them? Do you have, it's so puzzling. Do you have an answer on that?
2: I think, Tony, there are three things that sort of combined for the Eagles to to crash and burn. One is, I think the coach on this team lost his team. You can say whatever you want about, well, he shouldn't have made that defensive coaching change, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But time and again in the last three, four weeks of the season, he sounded the alarm in press conferences. Hey, it's time. Uh, You know, we we are a great team. We we still have it in front of us, blah, blah, blah. And said in the room with his players, guys, let's go. We got to go. And they did not respond to him, whatever. Technically, he said they just did not respond. Number two, Jalen Hurts I thought was a huge disappointment. He is what I think we saw this year uh, coming off a great year in 22. He's not the Tom Brady kind of leader who gets up on the bench uh, if things are going poorly and reads the guys the riot act. He just sits there and passively looks straight ahead. He, you know, that's part of his personality, and I think that is a bit, I don't want to say a bit at fault for the crash and burn, but I don't like that, when he just is sort of, he seems to be totally uninvested. Yeah, And I think the third thing is, their defense is old, and a lot of players played old, James Bradbury especially. Darius Slay. toward the end, they played old, and teams figured out how to attack them, and they did not have a response, and they did not respond to their head coach, which, to me, puts his future in some question.
0: Um, Jeffrey Lurie is a guy who does fire coaches. Jerry Jones is not a guy who fires coaches (laughs) willy-nilly. Do you expect Sirianni to be fired? Because it sounds like the cure, if there is a cure, is much greater than just that.
2: I think they need to... You know, I saw after the game, Brandon Graham, who's a great guy, a great guy, said he wants to play one more year, sort of, and I'm paraphrasing him, as sort of a victory tour for his career. That, to me, is a problem. Yeah, You know, the Eagles have kept players as it turns out they've kept some of them too long and it's time to get young with all due respect to jason kelsey i love jason kelsey and he's still playing well not all of their veteran players are still playing well and unfortunately they're going to have to make some decisions i remember when bill parcells uh said that the biggest problem that Play that, that teams have when they have really good teams is telling players who are still pretty good, I got to let you go. We need to spend the money elsewhere. It's better to let people go a year too early than a year yes. too late, stuff yes. like that. Yeah. That's what Howie Roseman and the Eagles have to do.
0: Okay. Um, when the Cowboys lost, which gave Wilbon, you know, just great joy, when the Cowboys lost, lost. <laughs> I would get texts. I'm sure you got them, too. They're going to fire this guy. They're going to fire McCarthy right now. He's not even going to be allowed back to to get his clothing. Um, it's 825 in the morning on Wednesday, and they haven't fired him yet. I sort of thought maybe the league went to Jerry Jones maybe on Monday and said, if you're going to do something, please don't do it now because we have these games, and we don't want yeah. to detract from it. But you know him well. He's, he, he ain't the guy in, in Carolina. He ain't that guy. Do you think he will fire Mike McCarthy?
2: The short answer is yes, I do, because mm-hmm. this is a little bit different. And you're right. He kept Jason Garrett for a long yes. time when they were just an average team. He kept he, he kept keeping Jason Garrett, and everybody said, what is going on? And now you've got Mike McCarthy who wins 12 games, three regular seasons in a row. But the problem is every playoff season in the last three years has been uh, is somewhere between very disappointing and an abject disaster. Right. So you ask yourself, you ask yourself, how can we run it back with the same people? That's what I would ask myself, and particularly 21 years ago. He brought his plane to Teterboro, which is the private airport right outside of uh, New York City, and Bill Parcells got on the airplane, and they talked for two hours to see if maybe uh, when he fired Dave Campo that uh, Jones and Parcells could work together. And that meeting led to Parcells coaching there. And, And look, Parcells happened to be available. Bill Belichick happens to be available. Mike Vrabel happens to be to be available. And I think Jerry Jones believes right now that this team needs a little bit of a punch in the jaw. Now it's still going to take a little bit of <clears throat> courage slash decisiveness, whatever you'd call it, to make a move like this. But if I were Jerry Jones – I would do it as much. I have high regard uh, for Mike McCarthy, but I would do this because I think his team is spinning its wheels right now.
0: Could you see Bill Belichick working for him? Yes. Okay. Because,
2: Tony, 21 years ago, you could have, we could have been on this show and you could have said to me, man, can you see Bill Parcells working for Jerry Jones? And if you Google... What Bill Belichick has said about Jerry and Stephen Jones over the years, it's bizarrely complimentary, okay.
3: bizarrely.
2: Wow. And and I don't know exactly why that is other than uh, I think Bill Belichick understands, especially from talking to Parcells. Bill Belichick wouldn't be highly complimentary if Parcells had told him, never get in the same state with these guys. They're awful. And Parcells doesn't say that. Parcells truly enjoyed working for Jerry. They did set some boundaries. And I think if Belichick came there, he would say, listen, half the reporters who cover a Dallas Cowboys game stand there and talk to you after the game rather than go to the locker room and talk to the players. It's crazy belichick would i think stop that and in a way it'd probably be a relief to jerry he'd just have to find some other time during the week where he could yeah he's got, talk. he's
0: got to talk he's got to that that stuff has to end yeah that's, that's oxygen stuff. for him he needs that i yeah. like him by the way so you see yeah. you see belichick regardless of where he lands you see him landing somewhere to coach by next year right yeah
2: i'm i'm, I'm kind of surprised i mean a lot of people think he's going to go to atlanta why they have no quarterback yeah i'm not saying he won't go to atlanta i don't know where he'll go but i don't understand why if he has three years left to coach and wants to break shula's record why he'd go somewhere that has no quarterback unless unless they could get kirk cousins unless they could uh trade for a good quarterback or get one of these real top young quarterbacks who they have confidence in in the draft. I don't see, unless, now look, it could be that Philadelphia or Dallas and the Chargers won't offer Bill Belichick the job and he wants to coach, so he'd take Atlanta. But I can't see how Atlanta is a better job than any of those places.
0: Do you see Harbaugh going to the NFL? I mean, he's making the tour. You do, right?
2: I think so. I mean, look, I think he understands he's been in the coaching business longer than we think. He's 60 years old. He's been in the coaching business longer than we think, and he understands the way it works. You're only hot every so often. And you look at coaches who maybe a year or two ago were the hot thing. You know, like two years ago, everybody wanted to hire Jim Schwartz. Now he has the best defense in football, and nobody requested him for an interview
0: this right. year. Right,
2: And so it's it's fleeting. So I don't – and look, I'm sure that Harbaugh could stay at Michigan and keep winning. I don't know about winning national titles. Maybe he could. But I get a sense from him there's a been there, done that thing, and he's fascinated with life in the NFL. But we'll see.
0: Okay. I'll get you out of here on this. Do you think there was any smoke to the um, Mike Tomlin stuff? I, my sense of this, Peter, is always having been a reporter. When four or five or six people essentially write yeah. the same story within three days, it's not made up. Somebody well, said Tony, something to somebody, right?
2: Tony, when here's the way I look at this. When Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer... Now, Glazer has a good relationship with Mike Tom. When Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer float Tomlin might walk away stories. Okay, now they didn't say, I am reporting that Tomlin will walk away, or there's a good chance. All they did is they raised the possibility that, right. hey, nobody knows what Tomlin is going to do and and all that, however they worded it, but they left it open. And look guys, do not throw stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Right. If they've said something like that they know something. And so that to me said that, and look now Tomlin says he's staying. That's yeah. good for him. Yeah. And, and I think that's his place. I, I I view him as kind of an NFL institution, but again, yes, I do think there was something to it. Although I don't know it, I don't have the kind of relationship, even though I have a good relationship with Tomlin, I don't think he's ever told me anything like he might tell Glazer or Schefter. That's my yeah. own, that's my feeling.
0: Well, The other thing he ought to tell him is to help him get a quarterback because you can't win yeah. with what he's that's got. You, you're You're
2: you right can't about win. that. And they, they, they have to either go get Russell Wilson or draft somebody yes. and have real competition in training camp this year.
0: Totally agree. I'm looking over my shoulder at a picture of you and me. And you're holding the bat lefty, and I'm holding the bat righty, and it makes me very happy. I was a,
2: le- I was a left-handed hitter, Tony.
0: Yeah, well, there you are. And yeah. Doc Emmerich's holding it lefty also. Bob Lee's holding it righty. Listen, it's, yeah. it's a great pleasure for me just to hear your voice. Thank you, Peter. Thanks a million, Tony. Great to be on with you. Peter King. We will take a break. We will come back with email and jingle. I am Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. MIZ. thrilling every time I hear them. It makes me so happy, the Missouri marching band. Bethesda Bagelette?
4: Yes, Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you, my friend, and then pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. Do you channel the little engine that could to get here this morning. <laughs> it was much easier today than it was on Monday, I think for I sure. can.
0: That's going to do it for us deal. today. Before we get to the mailbag, <laughs> let me just say we skip the light fandango, turn cartwheels across the floor. I was feeling kind of seasick. The crowd called out for more. The room was humming harder as the ceiling flew away. When we called out for another drink, the waiter brought a tray. That's Procol Harum. And the next line is, you know, and it was Le <laughs> as the Miller told his tale. I was not a Chaucer fan. I was a Shakespeare fan. Chaucer was too hard for me, honestly. The English, Middle English that yeah. he wrote in. it was, It's tough. I, it might as, <laughs> might as well have been Brazilian. I really didn't understand it. Thanks to our guest today, Chuck Todd. And plus, Shakespeare is the greatest of all time. I mean, come on. Bill's pretty good, yes. Thanks to our guest today, Chuck Todd, Peter King. Thanks as well to today's sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. Get the show through Apple. Please leave us a review. I have an interesting email here from um, who, From Ronald Stoffel. It says, Mr. Tony, I heard you mention that you had a challenging experience with Petco customer service. As a pet parent, I'm sorry to hear that. However, as a PetSmart employee, I'm delighted and we would be honored to earn your business. I know you reside in Washington, D.C. Lucky for you, we have a store at Washington Dakota Crossing located next to Dick's. If that's of inconvenience, please note that we also have several locations surrounding the D.C. area, both Maryland and Virginia. Similar to Petco, but obviously better, we offer everything from dog food and treats to grooming services. Remember that our goal is anything for Chessie hope to see you soon and he includes includes the store address um it's just lovely it's very nice the only problem is my problem was with pepco right which is the potomac electric something or other yes power company maybe yeah it provides electricity to my house it was pepco not petco but this is very nice and i'm very happy that the people at PetSmart want to help with chesse we're 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 good most of the time but thank you so much yes very nice. This made me very, very happy to get. What else do we have here? Peacock. From Brian Peak, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I received a notification that inst- through Instacart that I can get Peacock for free with my subscription. I have the same thing. After many password issues, I believed I was set up and good to go. Saturday rolls around. It's game time. I open the app, click on the game, subscribe for $5.99. Click subscribe for five ninety nine. <laughs> Click subscribe for five ninety nine. I returned to my Instacart and said cancel. You have expired. Uh, this is yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. It happens all the time. It happens with every company that says they're going to give you something. Yep. They don't give it to you. No. No, it's Joe, it's Joe Pesci in the drive-in. It's what happened. Well, they don't actually expect you to redeem it. From Joe Castor it's in Chester, New Jersey, I wanted to put some perspective on the level of Peacock and the NFL's theft from the public trust you highlighted highlighted in the podcast. The AP reported that the game had a total reach of 27,600,000 viewers. That's amazing. Doing some back-of-the-envelope math, if you assume one out of every four viewers had to purchase a subscription in order to see the game, Peacock had 6,900,000 subscribers. Multiply that by a $6 subscription, and the NBC Universal Corporation has unjustly enriched itself to the tune of $41,400,000. Assume half of those folks forgot to cancel a subscription. That's another $20,700,000 next month. For those counting along at home, that's seven Lufthansa heists. Maybe you can call Abby.
1: Uh, Shout out to Peacock for (laughs) letting us use a certain family member's Peacock login.
0: So, I, I mean, I have it now here. I don't have it in Delaware, you know, which is where I was. That was my problem. Yes. They're both Xfinity. They should carry over. Yeah, they didn't. For Scott McCourtney in Laguna Niguel, California, for us American footy fans, Peacock has been the bane of our existence. When NBC first bought the rights to the English Premier League from Fox Sports around 10 years ago, they showcased every game for free with a cable subscription and DirecTV added channels so every game could be seen. However, everything in America has a price and soon NBC created the gold package for the NBC Sports app and then ditched the channel and the app for Peacock and have been playing with our eyes by forcing everyone to pay to see certain games, if not all games, all the while putting one to two games on NBC or USA channels. This has been our weekend mornings for five years now. But like the NFL or the World Cup in a blood-money country, what are you going to do, not watch? This is, this is America, kids. Yes. Everything is for profit. Yeah, the answer to all your questions. <laughs> yes, From Nick LaFave in St. Paul, Minnesota. I very much enjoyed hearing Wilbon describe the kinship between Midwesterners as it applies to our sports team. Unlike on the East Coast at Midwest pregame tailgates, we will happily share beers and brats with the opposing fans. And we don't throw snowballs at Santa. True, we spend most of the year hoping our fiercest rivals lose. Yes, you do, which is why when Wilbon says he's rooting for Green Bay in Detroit, it's a fraud, it's a sham, it's a sham travel mockery. <laughs> but if our team can't win it all, the next best thing is from someone from our division to win it all. I know. There's a regional, like, you hate these people. There's a regional identity <laughs> we share in a camaraderie that's developed, developed because of it. A Vikings fan and a Lions fan have more in common than a Jaguars fan and a Colts fan. To sum up what Wilbon says, they can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. It's a wonderful email. I just disagree with the premise of it. Yeah. I mean, I just do. From Trey Watson in Lexington, Kentucky. Here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, there's an ongoing debate. Are we a Midwestern, Southern Appalachian, or are we classified for Little League, as we are classified for Little League Baseball, the Great Lakes state? Great Lake State? Kentucky? Really? <laughs> Thanks to the official spokesman for all things Midwest, Michael Wilbon, in my mind, we can officially cross Midwestern off the list. Now, as a disclaimer, while I was born in Western Kentucky, went to Center College, I've now lived in Lexington for 20 years. I was largely raised in Richmond, Virginia. So maybe that spoiled my Midwestern sensibilities when it comes to sports fandom. However, as a diehard member of the Big Blue Nation, when I see one of our rivals like Louisville, Indiana, Florida, Tennessee, Duke, or North Carolina play, I don't root for them, as Wilbon suggests, a good Midwesterner would. No, I root for a massive structural collapse in the <laughs> arena. I'm not sure which personally pains me more, the Cats losing or Duke winning. Both are on par with each other. So a big thanks to Wilbon for strengthening my belief that we are not a Midwestern state. Okay, from Ashton Wingate, Chuck and Roxy, episode 209. They're up to 209. This is so far ahead of us. In Queens, New York. Yes, we've moved. The exquisite combination of horror and dismay in Wilbon's voice as he realized his travel plans could land him in his destination with potentially four inches of snow is the type of content we littles tune in for. I shudder sure to even think this, but it sounded like he was actually surprised. P.S. Just wanted to give Nigel a heads up. My band, Weird Body Dimensions, have been in the studio. Should be sending in some real new music real soon. We've been on a hiatus as we lost our drummer in a bizarre gardening attack a few months ago, but we're back and better than ever. Um... From Megan and Dave Bratberg, to send and close a picture. Uh, a few years ago, we were taping. We visited a taping at Chatter and left you a block of mystery cheese, which you claim to have tasted. <laughs> we crossed paths cheese. indirectly again. <laughs> while much of the country was suffering an Arctic blast over the past few days, we've been enjoying the relative warmth of Florida's Emerald Coast, that's the panhandle, while attending the 30A Songwriters Festival. We say relative warmth because we've still been wearing our down jackets every day, so it isn't the best beach weather. We should not have been surprised, because this is a songwriter's festival, after all, to see Dan burn on the schedule. This echoes the email from the other day. This afternoon, we had the pleasure of listening to a set by Dan and his friend Dan Navarro. While they were setting up, I had to go give a little cheesery, and Dan responded appropriately with a TK salute. Dan opened the Eric Nadell song, because Eric Nadell was at the show. (laughs) Mr. Nadell stood up and took a bow. If only Barry Bonds had been there. Nevertheless, Dan delivered and even sang a love song that started out with a reference to Yasiel Puig. (laughs) He followed up with a song that included spot-on impressions of Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Bruce Springsteen, and Neil Young. And because Dan, he's Dan Byrne, he sang a song that he wrote yesterday, probably in between composing songs for the TK show. So Dan Navarro had to hold up the page of lyrics for him. This is the real behind-the-scenes stuff that we listeners are not usually privy to. Whenever Dan books a show with a set list of TK songs, we will be there. That's very, very nice. From Tom Goddard. Dear Dr. Hofwaff, wax? The currency of Brazil is wax? (laughs) This is why we listen. Monday's episode, Gems, however, were not limited to international currency. Check this out. I start with a classic quote from Emerson. A foolish consistency is the hobgoblins of little minds, adored by little statesmen and philosophers and divines. Clearly, your mind is massive. The substitution of wax for Brazilian real notwithstanding... To be able to, for years on end, excoriate legislators and governors from Virginia to Florida and beyond for threatening litigation and legislation over sports-related issues and then take the stand that you have taken on Peacock is simply breathtaking. <laughs> Impressive flexibility, Mr. Tony. <laughs> You've got range. Keep those gems coming, signed Ronan. Tom Ronan Goddard, Ph.D., Ph.D. From fellow, Steve the Sycophant. fellow sicko doctor. Hmm? He's a fellow yes, doctor. Yes, from Steve the Sycophant. Dear Grandpa Satchmo Goat, my Legion Idol. I always save the tags. Yeah, I made a mistake. (laughs) I made a mistake. From Alex Sankey in Cave Creek, Arizona. I had a recent experience that I think personifies Wilbon's opinion of his time in the desert comparing the suburbs of Phoenix. I took my daughter to Scottsdale, or as Wilbon calls it, Hooverville, (laughs) to visit the aquarium with my daughter. In line, I followed a man with a tattered Binghamton t-shirt, peasants for sure. My wife asked me to stop by the safeway on the way home in the North Scottsdale Safeway. I stood behind none other than eight-time major champion Tom Watson. How great is that? How great is that? From Michael Ritz. Not sure if this is a one-in-a-million story or a Yiddish David Aldrich moment. Just minutes after hearing the Blazing Saddles bit that ended your Friday show. Nigel played that. It was lovely. I pulled into the lot at a store in Passaic, New Jersey. As I was getting out of my car, the car parked right in front of me, a license plate that said, Abi And he has a picture of it. It's a New York plate. Um, I am pleased to report it was a Tesla, not a Subaru. I'll be to you. Uh, the entire Mishpoka and Loyal Littles. Michael Ritz, mildly popular third wheel of the Loyal Littles podcast. Slightly better than a monkey. <laughs> if you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white.
3: Come on now. Cool that out. That means everybody just cool out.
0: Would you please cool you out? cool
2: out, everybody?
0: No. <laughs>
3: So sublime It's not a remedy But it keeps the embers And the fire burning strong Though the days and the weeks grow long Oh, you can be comforted By just how profound Endeavor. together we'll watch as time unravels we'll watch the heavens travel and we'll be fine and all we see the path we choose is destiny media, meteor calypso find it everywhere you go seen it all because i've been so you gotta know what you're looking for And every little down your name in the sand Well, I've seen better A Plant your heels in the ground Waiting patiently We're carved in a mountain A penny in a fountain That dried alone And now you've seen silver wings And so much faster things Oh they left you up and I You need a dream to fly Not some paper airplane Meteor, calypso find it everywhere you go I've seen it all cause I've been so You gotta know what you're looking for And every little way you go It's all you know Oh, oh, oh. Said that these two Felt the awesome power And the tragedy Of a love so real That only they could feel with impatiently, patiently They drifted apart And then together Like words uttered by lovers Do you think that I'd lie to you Was something I could not I like a...